From San Diego, California, this is One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're discussing what happens when you experience emotional exhaustion and begin to feel like you have no power or control over what's happening in your life. There's a quote from Joshua J. Marine that says, challenges are what make life interesting and overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. Mm. This is especially true when you're dealing with those situations where you feel emotionally exhausted. And we're going to really be getting into that in today's show, but we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new, welcome to the One Family. You may yes. be thinking, what the heck is a hug and, and why is that in a show? Well, a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the One Family who's just had incredible transformation or has just seen so much fruit in their own marriage. And this hug, though, comes from an Instagram message that we received and it says, greetings from Oklahoma City. I'm very close with my family. My cousins are my best friends. Recently at a family gathering, I pulled one of my cousins into the kitchen and told her about this podcast I had just started listening to, yours, and how I was already benefiting from the info that I learned. My cousin stopped me mid-explanation and said she had just started listening to. <laughs> Amidst our squeals of delight at this finding, another cousin, newly married, walked into the kitchen. We started sharing with her about your podcast, and she stops us mid-sentence and says that she had met y'all when, when she was living in California. Not only is the world small, but the one I family certainly is. Prayers of blessings on you guys. Thank you for being warriors for honesty, marriages, and God's love. I greatly look forward to this growth journey in my marriage as I learn more. Oh gosh, how amazing is that? I, 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 have love to, it. I have to tell you, one, I love the fact that you have this family that's like, everybody is like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you, right? And they're spreading it. But more importantly, I love the connection that they had beyond the family connection of just knowing that they were all pouring into their marriages. Mm -hmm. And that's such a big part of why Tony and I get behind the the microphones each and every week because you the one family matter so much and seeing seeing that equipping in your marriage is it's beyond incredible to us and Tony and I had the opportunity mm -hmm. uh, this past week to have lunch with a couple in the one family. We were having this conversation over lunch and they were relaying a difficult situation that they'd been facing in their marriage and and something that they've been dealing with for for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Right. And they just haven't been able to to get any type of real concrete resolution around it. And, you know, part of the way it's not off. Well, first of all, let me back up w with all of the coaching in the one family. It's all me. So it's not often that Tony and I have these conversations with another couple and it's like sitting down two on two. Mm -hmm. And so we're and we did that purposefully many, many years ago in. And just so those of you who know, whoever ask about coaching, all our coaching here is done with Elisa. And one of the reason is too, is we learned that too many voices can really start to confuse people. And so even for yourself, if you're, if you're out seeking mentors or learning, sometimes you, you need to hear from one voice mm -hmm. just so you know, and sometimes you do need to. Mm -hmm. And, and this, let me also say this was a social gathering. Yeah, this, this wasn't was a coaching session, but, but you know, just like you do with your kids, sometimes you just have those teachable moments. That's right. Right. And so part of the way through the conversation, there's just a, a pause for a moment. And Tony stops like the entire, like 
just stops, right? And, he, and you can tell he's listening and he just like drops these questions on him. He's like, well, how much energy are you putting into the situation? Right? How much time and conversation have you spent on not making a decision? Mm-hmm. Right? And just, and just talking about this. And then, you know, the, there's a slight pause and I love the wisdom that comes out of my husband's mouth because it's like, how much is this draining you and your marriage? And in all honesty, guys, you could have heard a pin drop. We were in a restaurant. It was like silence throughout the entire place because when they started talking again, you know, as the couple had a chance to just kind of think through, you could tell that the situation had been a drain, Mm -hmm. had been emotionally draining on the two of them and that it's impacting each one of them differently, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's directly impacting one spouse and the other one is, is watching this kind of on the outside, right? But it's also having an impact on their marriage. Yeah. And us having gone through this many a times know that feeling and you know, it's just this piece where everything is happening. The conversations continue to go on and nothing's ending. It just doesn't end and it keeps going on and all this energy, all this time, all this focus, and we haven't come to a resolve. Mm -hmm. And for them, I think it had been, you know, two or three years at this point. Of different things. Yeah. Of different things. Factoring into this. So it's like, wow. And us having been there ourselves, that's where those questions came from because I asked myself those questions. Mm-hmm. Well, and you start to see, you know, if you're like, okay, but what does that look like in my marriage? For some of you, it's going to be repeated conversations where you're like, I feel like we've already talked about this. Been there. Right. Over and over. Do, do, this sounds so familiar, right? For some of you, it's, it's playing out all the what ifs. Well, what if, what if we do this? Well, but wait, what if we do that? And this is Elisa. That is a total Elisa, the, the what ifs. And it can go to the repeated conversations. We'll have these repeated conversations and then it's all these what ifs. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we have to, I have to, for me personally, I have to break that cycle mm-hmm. because I get exhausted and because I don't know what's going to happen next. We, we got to take a step forward. So it's, it's us, both of us sharing. And sometimes it can be a struggle of us just getting what the words need to be, the words need to get out to then come up with, okay, what's the next step? And let's just start there. Well, and some of you are, are trying, you know, kind of this combination of repeated conversations and what is you're trying to think through every single scenario. And this is me, every single scenario that might happen so that you're prepared for it. Right. And so you're spending all of this energy thinking about all of the different scenarios instead of look, Tony is shake. I wish you guys could see Tony right now. He's shaking his head going, mm-hmm. this is my life. Mm-hmm. This, this, is-, this is definitely, there are many a times when we will have these conversations and I, I can tell Elisa at times, here's the thing. You can think of everything you want. And guess what? When we bring that situation up to somebody or that person or whatever it may be, they come up with a completely different one that you never even thought of. And then what do you do? Now we've just wasted all this time, energy, Mm. and we're stressed out. And now we're in left field going, whoa, okay. So how we just continue to walk, which is more my stance, like Mm -hmm. let's get going and let's just do something. That's not to say this doesn't ever happen on Tony's side of the marriage. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it doesn't. I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear. And you know, you you bring up a really good point. It does happen on my side as well. Because part of this too is that one spouse can be walking through something, right? And they're, they're having the conversations over and over again. They're playing the what if scenarios. And then you have the spouse who's not directly impacted by whatever the circumstances are. Mm -hmm. And they're in this place of, of wanting to protect or defend or problem solve for their spouse, but feeling helpless or inadequate or just simply frustrated 
because we can't seem to get any breakthrough or forward motion. And so that becomes emotionally exhausting for the spouse that's not even directly impacted by the scenario. Right. So, mm-hmm. so you're in this place where everybody's getting worn out. And, you know, as we talked to the one family, we found that 87% of you have struggled with feeling like there is something. So that could be a situation or a person that's taking the energy that you would otherwise give to your spouse or your marriage. Mm-hmm. That's a big number, folks. 87%, which means that virtually every single one of you listening has struggled with this at some point in time. And we need to look at what's causing this exhaustion, the, the emotions that it that are coming out because of it and what we can do about it. But before we do that, I definitely want to give us kind of a working definition. Those of you that have been around the show for a little while, you know, I like us all to play on the same playing field. And if you're brand new, I like definitions because I think it's important that as we're doing these, as we're discussing these topics, that we all understand kind of what the same what the same definition is that we're working with. So it's yeah. not, you know, Tony thinks this or Elisa thinks this, we're all playing on the same field. So emotional exhaustion is a state of feeling emotionally worn out and drained as a result of accumulated stress from your personal or work lives or a combination of both. It's one of the signs of burnout and people that experience emotional exhaustion can often feel like they have no power or control over what happens in their life. They may feel stuck or trapped in a situation. Been there, done that, probably have a whole closet full of medals to say, yes, this has been a part of your life because I am, I am the repeater in our marriage, right? When I'm processing something, when there's a problem, whether it's something with the kids, whether it's something with friends, whether it's something with work, I will go over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we started even, you know, working on ourselves and working on our marriage that, that this even really came to light. Oh yeah. I think, you know, probably the first 10, 11 years, it was just sort of accepted that, that, you know, this is how Lisa's wired. Mm-hmm. Right. And the fact is I would love to be behind this microphone right now and say, I've got it all figured out and I never do this, but that would be a lie. And, and we never, we never get behind the microphones and, and lie to you guys. Right. And, and pretend to be, perf- pre- pretend to be perfect. But it's, it's looking at this and saying, how do we move forward? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you can, you can look at the fact that you're emotionally exhausted, but if you stay there, that's not the design for your marriage. The design for your marriage is not to stay in this place of exhaustion, but first we need to look at what's causing the exhaustion, you guys. And so here's the thing that I want to bring up though, too, as you hear that you maybe go, Oh, I'm not, I'm not really worn out or drained. And yet, something that I think about when I see this or I think of like, wow, we put so much energy into something, where do I go? Mm-hmm. I, I find a way to escape. So am I just sitting on, sitting down and just watching TV for hours on end? Been there. Like, there are just times that my head hurts. So am I going to my phone? Am I going to my computer? Am I going to something to just get away from all of the pressure all of the the stresses that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And so you may not sense th- what we spoke about or Elisa shared in the definition, but you may see the signs of it from a withdrawal, from your spouse, from friends, from community. Y- you may find it again from just hiding away, just watching TV, gaming, Things of that nature could be a sign too that, wait a minute, what's happening around me? 
what 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 am I putting? What have I put so much energy into that it's just completely drained me? And I feel at this point of burnout. And you can have a, and I will say this: you you can burn out in your marriage too. Mm-hmm. You, you can be in a state where. You are so exhausted, maybe from the fighting, from from the from the frustrations, from the from the arguments that you can be in a place of burnout, mm-hmm. and, and it's okay because we've been there as well, and you can get out of that. Well, and and we need to be aware, right? So many people are going through life just reacting. And, and doing Groundhog Day over and over again, and just in this place of like, well, this is just what life is, right? This is who I am. And the fact of the matter is, is that as you develop this awareness of what may be causing this stress, what may be causing this exhaustion, then you're actually empowered. Awareness leads to empowerment, mm-hmm. right? Because once you become aware, then you have the ability to learn the tools and strategies to take action so that you don't have to be in that place of feeling stuck or trapped. And so we asked the one family, what are, what are your biggest sources of emotional drain, mm-hmm. right? Of energy drain. What, what are the things that take all of your emotional energy that, that if you had extra to give, you would give to your spouse or your marriage. And for 40% of you, this was, you know, the number one response, it was your kids, mm. right? We get it. We got two of our own, you know, they're teenagers now. I can tell you that all along their lives, there have been those seasons, some more so than others, where it's like, oh my gosh, right? Like they, they take a lot. Well, especially when they're, when they're babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about those times uh, that you spend so much energy with them and, and you're constantly around them. And, and even as they grow older, I mean, there's, there's a different type of energy when they're, when they're walking and they're that toddler age. I, I remember, wow, you could never be off because they would find something and stick it in their mouth or get, get their little hands on. I remember those ages. Now it, it our age with, with our kids, I, where I feel like the energy drain is for me is the constant driving of going everywhere games wanting to be at games and and sometimes it's just like wow it's not like physically or even mentally draining it's just that you're you're just moving a lot and Mm -hmm. in the schedule you have to just know what's going on and that to me can feel like oh my gosh i'm just done. And I know Elisa does a lot more driving than I do of our kids. So I can only imagine where she's at at times. But it's true. And as you were talking about little kids, I just have to say, I think probably the hardest transition for me emotionally was when the kids who would take naps transitioned out of taking naps. And all of a sudden Mm. there wasn't a break in the day. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, how do I get through the day? Right. And, and that seems to be coupled with the season where they start asking all the questions. So not only are they awake all day, but they're asking mm. questions and talking to you all day. And you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Mentally, those, those years were, were so draining. Oh I, I mean, I, I'm thinking back to that and just constantly having to be on. And for those of you who are in it, I'm here to encourage you. They will grow up, <laughs> enjoy it, love on them. And hey, you know what? There are just times when I just remember just saying, "Uh uh-huh, yep, no, yes. It it wasn't explanations because I was. I I was was literally just, I was done. And then there are other times when, you know, you're answering more. I will tell you this, truly, I I look back at, at how I raised my kids now that they're teenagers. And there are many a times that I beat myself up 
and I would say you don't need to. Continue to love on them. And even at those times when you feel like you didn't do what you should have done, you're still pouring it, mm-hmm. pouring into them. You're, you're there for them. You know, kids are, kids are that number one on the emotional drain. Then you also have work, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, jobs, job stresses, uh, you know, housework, all of all, everything that could fall under the work umbrella. And the reality is that kids and work aren't going anywhere, right? They, they may grow up, they may change things like that, but if we're not careful, those things will still be there. But our marriages might not be because what you all shared with us is that when, when you start to get in this place of emotional exhaustion, you find yourselves feeling disconnected, been there. feeling distance yep. growing between the two of you, experiencing less intimacy, less time for one another, and less sex, mm-hmm. which also happens to impact your communication and finds the two of you very short-tempered and impatient with one another. Yeah. I mean, goodness, every single one of those, I I think we've all experienced it one way at one time or another. And the, the reality is, is that now that, you know, some of you are listening to this and going, that's me. Like you could do a check, you're doing a mental checklist and you're like, got that one, got that one, got that one, got that one. And what, what I'm here to tell you, the reason we're behind these microphones today is that we've got to, we've got to get to this place of emotional restoration Yeah. Instead of being stuck in emotional exhaustion, it's time to do something because kids and work and, and there's a whole other list of stressors. I mean, I think you guys came out, there was probably about 40 different ones. There were some that only had like one or two votes, but those were the two that was like, bam, you can't miss it. So we've got to get serious about how we're going to manage that emotional exhaustion, both as individual or as individuals. Right. Because how Tony handles exhaustion, that emotional exhaustion and how I handle it completely different in our marriage. Mm -hmm. So we've got to learn how to deal with it individually, but also deal with it as a couple. Right. Because many of you, obviously 87% of you have experienced what happens when that dynamic is not working in your marriage. And I just want you to take a minute just to think about what will happen when you create a shift around those situations that are taking your energy and you step into a place of going, what does emotional restoration look like? Let's talk about that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back and we're talking about building emotional restoration. So as we've said, you know, 87% of us have had emotional exhaustion at some point in time. And the things that cause it aren't necessarily going to go anywhere, right? They're, they're the things that we still have to deal with. So like we said a few minutes ago, the first thing is to identify, create that awareness. What are the stories that you keep repeating to your spouse, to your friends, maybe even on Facebook, because we've mm-hmm. all seen those posts. What negativity do you keep rehashing? Because your words have so much power. When you keep saying, this is driving me crazy, or you're on my last nerve, or I can't take this anymore, those statements are all exhaustion-creating statements, right? They're all saying, you know what? I'm stuck in this challenge. I'm not moving to overcoming it. I'm stuck here. And so we've got to be aware. I will tell you, I've said some variation of that to, to Tony. I've said it to our kids. I've said it to friends. I've probably, even if I looked at my Facebook history, it's there. Not a single one of those statements, though, changed my life. They just repeated the fatigue. Mm-hmm. So once you know what you've been rehashing or complaining about or being negative about, then you start to step into that. Remember that empowerment thing that we talked about a few minutes ago here in the show? You start identifying what you can change, right? You're not going to be able to get rid of your kids, but you can change your attitude towards them. Mm-hmm. you can change the ability maybe to get a break by doing a babysitting co-op by saying, you know what, date night, we're going to schedule date night once a month so that, you know, honey, you and I get out and we just have some time where it's just like grown up world. Mm-hmm. Right. You can change the environment to say, like, I know that there are some couples in the one family that have made it very clear to their children that when, you know, mommy and daddy get home at the end of the day, there is like 10 minutes and they'll set a timer. Where it's just the, like everybody gets a hug from mommy and daddy, right? We, we do have that physical connection. But then mommy and daddy get the first 10 minutes of conversation. Because it's just that connection of saying, you know what? I, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. We yeah. can create a shift in our environment. We can change the words that we say when we're aware of what we're saying, right? You start speaking life and what you want to create in your marriage and in your life. Instead of being like, well, this is as good as it gets. Right. When you found yourself sounding more like Eeyore, you know, it's time to make a change. Yeah. And one thing I would even suggest in this case is what is your declaration statement to yourself? Who, who are you? And I've had one for many, many, many years. And it goes, I'm wise, wealthy and live abundantly in God's glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Basically that's, I'm wise, wealthy and live abundantly in God's glory. That's that's my declaration over myself. And believe me, it has gone me through times when I've had to have a shift in my environment where I was doing the, this drives me crazy. Um, I'm on my last nerves with you. I, I can't understand why you keep bringing this up. You know, when those moments come around, I have to be reminded of who I am. And that's what I say. And it will bring me to a place of, Hey, it's not instantaneous, like, oh, everything's great and happy and joy, joy, and, and we're just all better now. No, but it allows me to just get that shift and that mindset. I will say for myself personally, changing the environment, I like worship music. I have a playlist on Pandora, and I like that. That gets me into a different frame of mind, be it in my car, be it in the house. So if you're somebody who enjoys music, that might be a way for you to just go, okay, 
I need to put something good on. I need to get something happening in here. And again, this is one of those things where I can be in my own little world and start spiraling. And I realize that, wow, I don't hear any music. I need something else on. Mm -hmm. I need to get my thoughts to shift this environment so that way I can be emotionally ready for mm -hmm. what's ahead. And some of you need to do something for yourself, right? Like there, there's a, a couple in the one family and they have the most epic bathtub in the world. Yeah. Right. And so when stress gets high, when there's a need to just restore and, and just re-energize, you better believe the wife of the family is she is soaking in the bathtub. Why? She's taking care of herself. She's restoring so that she can give out instead of being emotionally exhausted. She's being emotionally restored to be able to do all of the things that she has to do. For Elisa... In all honesty, and, and you, you tell me if I'm incorrect here, but I, I believe for you, that's you being able to just sit down and read your books. Oh, yeah. You, 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 that's in the evenings. We've shared this many a times where, I mean, I'll read for about 10 minutes and I'm out, lights out, done. Elisa can read. That's where she's restoring herself from the day kids are quiet, everybody's, everybody's asleep. And that's where it, it's just, it's quiet for her and, and she's just processing right there. Mm -hmm. And with that comes probably the most Im important thing that you can do as you walk through this emotional restoration, you know, going from emotional exhaustion to emotional restoration, and that's to start making decisions. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that sounds like, uh, maybe it sounds trite for me to say that, but part of what I experience as a marriage coach, as a relationship coach, is that so many people feel stuck, feel trapped because they're in this wishy-washy, well, do, do I go left? Do I go right? Do I go forward? Do I go backwards? Do I, do I take two steps over here or two steps over? And, and so instead of just making a decision and saying, you know what, I'm going to take one step in this direction. It's what you said earlier in the, in the episode when we were talking about those repeated conversations, mm -hmm. the, the constant what ifs, let's rehash this again and again and again. You have to take a step forward and you don't know where it's going to go. You don't know where it's going to lead. Even in your marriage, it's, it's why we talk so much about, you know, sexual intimacy and the intimacy lifestyle, because you don't know where it's going to go. Seven days of sex challenge. You don't know where it's going to go until you start a walk and talk. You don't know where it's going to go until you start and you have to do it. You have to break what's happening and go for it. Go out in faith and know and trust that good is going to come out of it. And believe me, it's, I had a word spoken over me just the other day from a, from a buddy of mine who was praying over me and it was trust. And, and I realized that too, because I want to control, I want to control everything. And so if I can control everything, then nothing goes out of order in my life. And yet I'm missing out on some of the most amazing things when I can allow myself to let go and to trust in the process that I'm working in and going in. And I look back over 11 years now and I go, you know what? For our marriage, that's what we've done. Hasn't all been pretty. Hasn't always been perfect. It hasn't always been the best. And I'm going, you know what? I'm glad I took those steps. Mm -hmm. Glad I went out on a limb. Well, even when it wasn't, well, even when it was scary, even when it wasn't, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was, I was mulling over all the what ifs. If she says this, what if she says that? What if she does this? I'm glad I did it. Because I can look back now and go, wow, I have a marriage that I truly desire, a marriage that I want to be in, a marriage that I'm excited for tomorrow and today and for the future with, with Elisa. 
Well, and you said something so critical there towards the end. And, and that was, you know, that it doesn't always go well. Right. And the fact of the matter is, is that not every decision that you make is going to be a home run. But the growth comes in making mm-hmm. the decision. The growth comes in saying, you know what, I am going to decide on this. It may, it may be right, it may be wrong, but you know what, I made a decision so I don't have to play the what-if game. I don't have to rehash it. I can just step forward and then I'm going to step forward. And this, there's a reason this is the last action step because this is the one that I continue to work on. This is the one where I'm learning mm-hmm. to make quicker decisions, not to, not to diminish the information that I take in and, and the analysis of that, but to just be decisive so that I don't get, so I don't stay stuck. You guys, I've stayed stuck a lot of years in my life, a lot of years of my marriage, and, and I'm tired of being tired, right? I'm tired of being in that place of, of doing the rehash. So this show, I will tell you, it's just as much for me as it is for all of you. Because I know the freedom and I know the energy and I know the restoration that comes when you take one step in the direction that you want to go. And then guess what? You're empowered to take the next step and then the next step. And it gets easier. But each one of you this week, you're going to have to take one step. You're going to make a decision about the direction that you want your life and your marriage to go. And you're going to do it because you can because this is the week that you're going to to step into the what's next. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to be in this place of going, well, this is as good as it gets, right? Kick that Eeyore voice that's in your head, kick him to the curb and, and stand up with your two feet as straight as you can and say, this week, today, today I'm going to do the next step. And then you fill in what your next step is, right? I, 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 my next step is going to be, like I said, to be making those decisions. But my next step is not your next step. It's not Tony's next step. You know what your next step is. You've been thinking about it this entire show. You have the power to go do it. Yep. Go do it. We're going to end it on that. You guys are awesome. You know what? Let, let's not look at the emotional exhaustion, but the emotional restoration. How are we being restored? Because that's where you come alive, your spouse comes alive, and your marriage does too. We love you guys. We're excited to hear what's going to happen with you. Don't forget, send in your hugs. We want to hear them. You can text us your hugs to 858-876-5663 or send an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week.